It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Really, two-word review just a shit sandwich. That right there is a logical fallacy. I think this is a good entry point. Yes. Right. <laughs> Welcome to the 33rd edition of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Yes. Intern, can you verify that? Yeah. I haven't been here for all 33, but... Yeah. Okay, so, it is. not from first-hand experience, <laughs> we but... Don't, we don't want to fuck up this event. No, because Arcade Fire was 32.5, 32. so this 5. is 33. Ah, uh, okay, nice. Which, and 32 was last... Four, sort of, but... So Arcade Fire was only worth half a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wow. In, in hindsight, <laughs> that was his editorial decision, not mine. Yes, uh, uh, this one is brought to you by Hawkwind. Yes, this one is brought to you by Hawkwind. Yeah. Uh, we are, as usual, in the basement. It is Sunday Fun Day uh, after Mr. Radloff's birthday. So happy birthday uh, to you! Yeah, that's is good. <laughs> A little dragon, uh, everybody. Um, and we have, I think, made it through Halloween. Made it through our hate fest of Arcade Fire, and I think I feel like the last. Two or so have been like, yeah, maybe a full little of hatering. Yeah, um, you guys were nice about Cast McCombs. Yeah, oh, that's, that's true. true. That's true. He was the light, yeah, yeah, you know, the light at the end. He was the shining light of the last couple of podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> and, but this week you know, we will actually, I think, I think, get off the haterade. Yeah. Um, uh, band that is a favorite, I know of Andre's and mine, oh, and uh, we're trying to expose Madeline to it a little bit. Midlake. Uh, is releasing a new album. Uh, this will be this podcast comes out on Tuesday. That's when their album comes out. Nice, Whoa. nice. Like, <laughs> we're actually on <laughs> a schedule. It is. is. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about uh, that album, uh, which is called Antiphon. Yeah. Uh, in addition to, um, no, that's it. We're just going to be talking just, about that. Yeah. But before that, uh, we're going to get into some news. All right. First up in the news, uh, we have uh, Fish doing yes. their. Uh, now they they went on lots of hiatuses, and now they've been back for a while. <laughs> so I think um, they're calling it Fish Four Point Oh. Now I right? don't. I don't yeah. even know what they're calling it. <laughs> um, but if you follow the band, yeah. uh, one of the really cool things they used to do was uh, on every Halloween the second set they play three sets and the yeah. second set was uh, basically a cover album a musical yeah. costume yeah um, they, they were the first to do it on a large scale uh, yeah. at, to varying degrees of of success of success yeah. Yeah. yeah the white album is unlistable they covered that yeah uh, their cover of uh, to keep it like Lou Reed relevant their cover yeah. Velvet Underground loaded. loaded was good yeah it was good um, and it introduced staples like uh, rock and roll yeah uh, into their uh, normal set yep that's right and so the talking heads talking heads remain was, in light yep yeah, yeah. it's generally good uh, even if the show around it was generally wanky yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but so this year in Atlantic City, they um, decided that they were going to simply play their new album. Yeah, and but all never before songs that had never been heard before. Correct. Right. Yeah. Right. So basically, instead of doing their musical costume, the musical costume yeah. was them, uh, and uh, the name of the album was Wingsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, left fans sort of stunned and amazed. I mean, people come yeah. from all over the country to these things because... They travel far for this. Uh, this is this is like the pinnacle show for a fish fan, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, outside of New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. I think. But I think even this more so well, because of this, something like unique is going to happen. I feel like all fish shows are... Yeah. Like every, every fish show is <laughs> no. like a pilgrimage. But I mean, yeah, I guess around yeah. like a holiday, it's yeah. even bigger. Yeah, I, I don't I follow fish. So. Over the course of the years, though, I think this is the one that people have gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the because musical they, costume yeah because thing. they know this is going to happen nobody knows what it's going to be mm-hmm. and it's like this big surprise right till you walk in the building mm-hmm. and you get a handbill i think yeah it's like usually in the years past it was like a handbill of whatever the album yeah was, and so people know? got the handbill and, and, and it, it, it like, collected <laughs> like wah, wah. <laughs> um here's the thing yeah. i mean um i've talked about this with uh i got a lot of friends who love fish and stuff mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back in their past, like there, some like good albums. They actually made good albums. Oh sure, yeah. Now they haven't made a good album in uh, ten years, fifteen years. It's getting yeah, there. At it's least. getting up there. At least. Um, and so, again, the ticket prices keep continuing to skyrocket. People expect something, and while some people were okay with it, a lot of people were not. Yeah. Um, and especially considering the music was, uh, reports say, pretty subpar. Oh, the, um, yeah, the new music, yeah. But the biggest problem, I think, with it uh, is that when they announced it, they said, hey, if if this sounds like demos, like, that's sort of the point, and tried to pass this off as, like, this is a collective, like, experience, like, you're helping make the album, your yeah. energy's making the help, help the album, which is just hippie bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, because if you're giving them an album for free, that, yeah. then, yeah. You can you can you can borrow my energy to make that sure. But if you're gonna ask that I, I pay for an album and that I pay for a show to do, I think you need to keep like the demos to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So it was a risk they took. Yeah. They tried it out, and so I think uh, from what I've heard from people after, it has really divided mm-hmm. their fans in a way, though, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it would have gone over better if they still did the cover yeah and then like the next night decided to because from what it sounds like people go to hear them cover these albums sure so if they'd still done that and then the next night debuted the new songs mm-hmm. then that might have been i think better. a lot of people thought that they were gonna play a cover album the third set uh, yeah, yeah like yeah. everyone like i remember so I, it was just or, kind of disappointment like they thought, about, oh okay they're gonna play this or you know. or the next night like exactly when they covered dark side of the moon they actually yeah. did it like uh they i forget was it the year they did loaded uh but anyways they, they did las vegas uh-huh. and they did something and then they went to utah and played, and played dark, dark side, side of the moon yeah. and like people lost their shit yeah but i um, thought that it would happen but yeah well, what is it? Sorry, I know we don't want to dwell. This no, is only a news no, story, fine. but what does it say about a band if their covers are better? If people like their covers better, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it, it actually could say it, you can look at it a couple different ways. Um, a, a good band should be made up of good musicians, mm-hmm. so that doesn't always mean you're a good songwriter. The two are are very different skill sets, and if you know. 
That's why we go see cover bands. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I don't, but, you know, <laughs> if you look like uh, the, the Pink Floyd machine, Bruce and the sure, USA, yeah. like those people are great musicians, um, and they're not, they're not pretending to like be like, we're going to, you should listen to my album of all originals. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- you can look at it that way, uh, or you can look at it like that they, some, some people just don't want to do it, you know? Uh, in Fish's case, uh, it 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 very simply is that they've never been good songwriters. Yeah, yeah, but they've been very good at covering other people's music as well, and similar to the Grateful Dead as well, where mm-hmm. those songs then over time almost became like part of absolutely like their. Mm-hmm. It, I but, don't know. But the counterpoint get infused into the whole thing, you know. At the same time, it's like, oh yeah, their cover of. You know, roses are free. They yeah. do a great, or, or you know, when the circus comes to town or something, which they're not their songs, but people almost now over time have associate those songs with that band, even yeah. because they have kind of infused them into yeah. the. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to be fair, like uh, Grateful Dead wrote good songs. Yeah, that well, that's a big difference, though. Yeah, <laughs> but they were also a great cover band because mm. <laughs> they had that's so true. many cover songs at the same time they almost had just as many cover songs as they did yeah. as uh, regular songs but hmm. but uh, so that happened we'll, so, have, yeah, to, we'll have to the, see I'll the be, meaning Madeline is there is no meaning yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just interested to see if they actually go through and that is the album or whether you know oh that'd be fucked up <laughs> you well, know cause, but if it is then all those people know that they don't have to like buy it or listen to it they'll just be like yeah. Oh, yeah. Fish never released this album <laughs> Yeah. Just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I guess so. Uh, next up in the news, uh, Kanye West tour is canceled, uh, <laughs> postponed. We don't postponed know. indefinitely. Um, so what happened? I don't know, Madeline. Why don't you tell us about this? Well, you know, some of the music headlines say that it's postponed, which m- makes it seem like it's done. Or, you know, they're going to reschedule the entire thing yeah. in a while, but. Some of the shows are canceled. They're going to release a statement in the next few days about if other shows are affected. Okay. But what happened is one of his big trucks carrying all of his equipment for the show got into an accident. And so his 60-foot mountain and all that other stuff is <laughs> has, has been damaged. Yeah. And they need they can't do the show without it. So they yeah. have to My take ho- the time. You know what's awesome? It. My hometown is actually a Jesus mountain. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah, Lynchburg. Yeah, Jerry Falwell. That's but, right, yeah. <laughs> so to hear <laughs> that like, Jesus Mountain like bit it in a yeah, car race yeah. <laughs> is so amazing on a whole lot of levels. Um, so they lost the stage, like the backdrop or whatever it is they're doing? I think that the truck was carrying like a couple different okay. items and like 60-foot LED screens oh, and whatever. Okay. so all this stuff. Yeah, and... He just can't do the show without them. So, so that's an issue. Yeah. And so the Jesus tour is postponed. It's all. And it's affected a couple of shows in Canada and Minneapolis. And okay. then, like I said, I think that they're releasing a statement like soon about whether other shows in the coming weeks are going to be affected or if they can, okay. you know, salvage. Well, it's the not, it's stuff. not like we ever figured out how to get tickets to it anyways. Yeah, right? I do want to see it because holy crap. Yeah. Kanye coming out of Jesus Mountain <laughs> to meet Jesus. It's got to yeah. be the best thing. Um, okay, last but he's kind of an artist that wouldn't, I don't know, to me, I would think a sign of a good art, like a, a good artist would say, well, it, what's, we're still going to do the show. 
Yeah. We don't need that. I don't know. Well, I, I, they're here for the music. It's funny because but, I feel like he yeah. has recurring issues with this. Okay. Like in 2008 when he played Bonnaroo, mm. there was a whole problem with yeah. the setup. He's very obsessed with like fashion presentation oh, style so of he's how like, he this. So yeah, so that, he's like share. Yeah, this yeah. is a this is a big <laughs> thing. Like he he designed the production so oh, if, okay. it, if it's not working this is how he wants his art presented, and he's going to present it like that, goddammit. Oh, okay, and yeah. there's no other there's format no, no, no. to present no. it in. Okay. No, well, he, he's not that kind of artist. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. So, unfortunately. That, that's what he is. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you won't be affected by that yeah. if you even got <laughs> tickets. Uh, last up in the news, uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but now it's official. Uh, Marvin Gaye's children have sued uh, not just Robin Thicke, uh, but... They have sued the uh, record company. I believe it was EMI. Um, essentially, the suit stems from uh, his song, Blurred Lines, uh, sounds supposedly remarkably like the Marvin Gaye song, Got to Give It Up, which isn't, uh, it's not a, a one of the better known hits, yeah. but like everybody knows it. If you hear it, like, it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, all right. <laughs> um, and, and the point of the thing is saying that like uh, they... Basically, now the record company is not protecting Marvin Gaye's image by letting other people sound like Marvin Gaye. Uh, it, it's a weird lawsuit uh, in that if, like, at least in my mind, and Paul could pr- probably agree if he was here, uh, if it's even allowed to be litigated, it's going to mean some real shit for, like, musicians. Oh, because yeah. if you have you have this history, so it's like... How many artists do you know sound like the Beatles? And how yeah. conscious a decision is that? Like, you know, you know what worked? The Beatles. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm aspiring to be as a musician. Like, what? John Lennon's my fucking idol. Yeah. So they make a thing like that, and then they get a call from Paul McCartney's lawyer saying, "No, yeah, we're, we're going to see you." It is. Uh, it's not, in, at least in my mind, it's it's beyond frivolous into like dangerous. Uh, it shows a complete lack of understanding of copyright yeah. rule. Yeah. There's, uh, I know some people have, have labeled it uh, uh, emotional sampling, which that's just not even <laughs> like it's not. I mean, well, you, you have strong feelings because it's Marvin Gaye's estate. Yeah, yeah. It's not Marvin Gaye. <laughs> no, no, no. So um, I think, yeah, it'll be interesting to see this play out. I mean, I know I'm going to be following it because. Like really though, I mean, why would we care about a Robin Thicke song? Yeah, but it just made a lot of money and everybody heard it. So everybody, yeah, that's well, that's the, always the question. Mm-hmm. If this song, like probably Robin Thicke's career before this point, right? <laughs> if it was in, you know, if it never went anywhere and never, it, you know, was popular, and never made any money, would these people if, be spending all this time and money to sue him? You know, if. Even if they heard it and said, "Oh, that kind of sounds like." If you know, Roddy one of turned this out in his basement, yeah, Marvin Gaye's estate wouldn't care. I mean, there's no. a very like cynical, like monetary yeah. aspect. I mean, of course, but I mean, what like to fi- to think that like artists that are in the public eye, at, like way up there. I mean, this is Pharrell, Ti, oh, yeah. and Robin Thicke are sitting around going, "We should intentionally rob." Yeah. Marvin Gaye. I, I mean, it's obvious obvious that they love him. They've said in interviews, oh, sure. but I, the claims that the Gaye family is making uh, about this are uh, they're just sort of ludicrous. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, the song still sucks. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're suing the record company now. Well, they're too. also suing. They're, they're, also they're suing, suing Marvin Gaye's record company. Yes. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. It, so that's it, a, that's that's a whole new a, step uh, now. They're not just yeah. suing Robin Thicke and his whole whatever record company he's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're also suing the record company that Marvin mm-hmm. Gaye was on for his career or, so, or, or series of records. And this companies. was to say they're accusing them of copyright <laughs> infringement and, and alleging music company EMI failed to protect their father's legacy. Oh, so they're, they're suing them because they didn't protect it. So now, as a record company, you're expected to go out and protect all your artists from new people making music that might sound <laughs> like. Something that yeah, you created on well, your entire record company. I mean, think of it like this way too: is like <laughs> there, there's really no not anymore A and R guys. Yeah, but that's the whole A and R guy's job is to find people who sound like the shit that sells money. Yeah, yeah. And sells records <laughs> yeah. for you. That's their whole job. <laughs> yeah, that's what record companies are predicated on. Yeah, um, and it's what the industry, it's what the fucking music economy is predicated. Yeah. Like, it, it's great to say that people make art, but if you're gonna talk about this in a, in a uh, commercial aspect and, yeah. and in the marketplace aspect, there's only one reason that labels exist, and that's to make money. Yeah, and that's if the function of artist it. A made money for them, you better goddamn believe yeah. that they're out to find hundred other artist A's. Of course, of course. So it's, that's just how it works. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so they're trying to. So apparently, Marvin Gaye's uh, family is trying to. Yeah, change that. And I mean, and, and, and just so to be clear, like to make this isn't. I, I mean, record labels are pretty evil yeah. when it comes to that. Although nowadays you'd almost have to be an, a complete idiot to sign with one. Yeah, I don't care how bad you want it. Like, there's no reason to. Um, but uh, in this case, I think <laughs> they're in the right. And then you know, yeah. So Marvin, this is they're moving forward with this, and we will we will watch this pan out. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. I'm scared, and then I'm going to sue The Amazing, because I'm sure I have something on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, that is the news. Uh, let's jump into a new album from Midlake. That is the uh, title track off of Denton, Texas's Midlake. Um, they are uh, they've been around for a while. I think this is their fifth or sixth album. Uh, it started off as they were all jazz students at the uh, yep. at the University of Texas there, and um, and then started like getting more interested in like proggy rock. Yeah, uh, their earlier two albums um, were uh, they sounded like college jazz students doing it. 
And then in, was it 2007, I think? 2006. 2006, they they, uh, made an album, Trials of Van Ocky Panther. Uh, And if it it still, I think, gets passed around as like a secret to people who love music, even though everybody knows about this album. Uh, It was astounding. Yeah. And you could make the analog at that point. Uh, There was like Radiohead from Texas. So, I mean, sure. if you had some uh, friends like Radiohead, just give them this. Uh, there was a lot more to it going on. Uh, just great songwriting, great song cycle. Um, and, uh, I mean, it remains like one of... It's in my top, I don't know, five of all time. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, yeah. it's you, you can just put it on to somebody and be like, damn, that's just good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which doesn't happen a lot. They followed it up a couple years later with uh, an album called The Courage of Others. Yes. Uh, which... Did not have the same, <laughs> same effect, effect yeah. or, or uh, expertise, yeah. uh, citing uh, that they wanted to go more in, and explore English folk like Fairport Convention. Yeah, um, like early Van Morrison, kind of Astral Weeks kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, Richard Thompson, that stuff kind of like stuff, that. yeah. Um, and they wanted to explore that. Uh, and honestly, I think after even two listens of that, I still yeah. don't know what the fuck they were talking yeah. about. <laughs> it's It's... People... Because of, I think how people came to find Van Occupant, yeah, they were they were going to just love that album, but it's it's nigh unlistenable. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious to see live. I mean, we we saw it live. Uh, we yeah. saw them at the Nine Thirty Club <laughs> performing this tour, and we were stoked. Yeah, I, you know, and and then they come out and do like a triple rock flute solo. Yeah. <laughs> And I can abide and, and encourage a lot of things. Yes, you can drop yes. a Stonehenge on stage. Exactly. You can but have when you dancing midges delivering mead to every yeah. person. Thing. But when you get the one rock flute, that's awesome. You yeah. get the two, you're scratching your head. Three, you got to stop. Yeah, something. Yeah. And it. You have to assess what you're doing at that point and say, do we actually need three flutes playing at the same time right now? As yeah. lovers of, of Hobbit Rock, as much as uh, Andre and yes. I are. Uh, it was just over the top yeah, too much. Exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Uh, so they had to rein it back in a little bit. They did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently by getting rid of the singer, the guy responsible. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So for their latest uh, album, Antiphon, um, they basically, the, the lead singer, uh, is it Tim Smith? Tim Smith. I, think, uh, I believe he left yeah, the group. Yeah, and he's the front yeah. man. He left the band um, when they were basically in the middle of recording it, and they were like, oh, shit, what do we do? Yeah. Uh, but Midlake has always been a band of like amazing musicians. Yes. Um, and so what they did is took some of that material, uh, rethought a little uh, what they were doing mm-hmm. back from the courage of others, uh, and then uh, made... Honestly, like a pretty decent album. Yeah. I, the PR coming up to this, I was, I we laughed. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like I saw the email. I was like, no. Yeah. No. And then the more uh, I've listened to it, it's it's not. It's starting to get back there, um, but it, it it takes a new step for Midlake, though. I think. Yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah. You know, even from Trials of Van Occupanter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it shows. Uh, they're they they're progressing, but they're they're also like sort of working on what they did best, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of hard to nail down. Um, I think it, it it's just complex songwriting. I know, like you love like the drums in this. Oh the yeah, yeah. Because the drums, the drummer was always restrained before. Yeah. It seemed like you could tell there was something there, 
but now that it sounds like, and from what I've read some interviews mm-hmm. with them, is they said that the guy who left kind of, you know, he was kind of the leader. He wrote the songs and he kind of had this vision mm-hmm. and they were trying, they were trying to accommodate that vision. Mm-hmm. And so, but his vision at times didn't allow the drummer to rock. You know, <laughs> yeah. And so now, like you just heard on that opening track, I've never heard a Midlake song with drums like that. Yeah, where the drummer's like playing normally, mm-hmm. especially when you listen to the last album, Courage of Others. It's like he's playing like wind chimes and like <laughs> you know cowbells and like barely playing beats even. Mm-hmm. You know, which is you know is interesting to have the contrast. Which is interesting to see where they've gone. Yeah. And from that same interview that I read up with them, they said you know they worked for two years after Courage of Others on an album. But that guy who Tim Smith who left You're sort of holding it what up. he yeah and he didn't like it he just he was like kind of a perfectionist yeah, I think yeah. and so they he finally just left and they just basically went in the studio with the rest of the band and in six months wrote an entire album and recorded the this is what it is now so this was all yeah. new material that they just wrote and recorded right yeah. after that um, and so it, it was interesting to hear that and that's yeah and uh, on the whole I mean it gets back to what. What made Van Occupanther so great? I mean, there is a, I think, a magic to that album. It's some, yeah. it's, it's, it's a concept, but it's not, and it's very distinct storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was uh, Tim Smith's like input, like uh, you sure. can definitely feel that off of this. Like it's, it's not. I would that. agree. Yeah, I don't know how anybody could, how they, a band could do that again. I mean, they yeah. actively. And stupidly, I was Scourge of Others, like, railed against that. Like, the song Roscoe yeah. is, was the hit off that. And, yeah, it was a minor, like, college radio hit or everything. But, like, mm-hmm. seriously, college radio? Like, yeah. nobody ever heard your fucking <laughs> song, dude. Yeah. And he got, it, and he pulled, uh, like, what we were talking about, Arcade Fire, like, a reaction to fame. Saying, oh, well, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't do that again. I'm like, well, why? Because you're good at it. Yeah. Like, figure out, like, you, you, this, you distilled what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And now... You need to like write in that mode. It doesn't need to sound exactly the same, but you know you're good at that. Yeah, and he proved that he's not good at stretching outside that. Outs, yeah. Um, I sort of think in listening to this that these guys actually might be though. Yeah, I it it is uh, engaging in a way uh, that their other albums hasn't been. Yeah, it definitely swerves back to some of the early material. Um, you can get some wanky stuff, and there's some there's some lulls, and there's some yeah. missteps on it um, but let's hear uh, let's hear a song off this let's hear uh, This Wait and then uh, get back to it
that was uh, so. That's this way. Uh, we were talking a little break. Like Madeline, you, you were saying, uh, like what other stuff this reminds you of? Because for Andre and I, and I, this is uh, this is like old. Uh, yes, like anything seventies froggy. That's yeah, where I'm at. I guess yeah. It reminds me of Fleet Foxes more for all of the instrument components mm-hmm. that you have and. Yeah. Um, I guess just sort of the same like melodic feel to it, sure. and you know, kind of like a prominent vocalist, but it's, you can't always really discern what he's saying, and it's just yeah. kind of like they do a lot of vocal harmonization, yeah, and, stuff. and, and the harmonies yeah. definitely. So I think in those ways, it reminds me of Fleet Foxes. Sure, um, I hear a little bit of early Tame Impala because I think mm-hmm. there are a little bit of psychedelic parts mm-hmm. to it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's interesting that you know a band can have different touch points and like mm-hmm. i've never really listened to early yes so i w- yeah. i couldn't agree with we'll, that, we'll that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but it very but I, I mean i can still hear the like 70s influence oh in sure, oh, sure. Oh, yeah it's funny you say tim Powell because uh i think that old and the young is just sort of a straight rip of elephant mm. off the new one mm-hmm. um, okay at the beginning and then it goes off into a, a interesting space but yeah it says a lot about the type of music i mean it is a very a limited genre um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can make all the space sounds you want on your guitar, yeah, but yeah. it's still the the vocabulary that you have to work with is sort of like, oh, I need a little wah, I need a little yeah. delay, a little and, and a I little, need a little yeah. phaser, and, and like that doesn't ever really sound that different. No, no, no. When you turn um, all those on at the same time, it has that's what it sounds that's like. That's what yeah. it sounds like. So, uh, but they yeah. actually get the sort of the thumping beat in that of elephant. That yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I think they, I think they pair that with like the more folky side of yeah, like yeah. from Fleet Foxes and the harmonies and stuff. And they've always cool. had a little more of that. Mid Lake's yeah. definitely been more on the folky I mean, side. I mean, even like we were talking about their promo pictures, they're in yeah, the woods. they're in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't like, find him and Paula in the woods. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. And it's uh, uh, the folk aspect of this album. It's it's interesting because it it is mixed very well into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're committed to sounding like Rick Wakeman is like. Yeah, they're opening for Rick Wakeman. Yeah, um, <laughs> but then you hear these like. Uh, like acoustics come in underneath, yeah, and not even. I don't think it's ever really the centerpiece, um, but they're just in there, and, and it, it's very like lush uh, in a way that, that they haven't sounded since Van Acky Panther. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, yeah. that was not to beat up on Courage of Others anymore, but you know that was the thing. It was oppressive to listen to. Everything, yeah. everything was the brown note. Yeah, which if do you know what the brown note is, man. No. <laughs> so, oh. so the brown note is. Uh, Basically, this mythical like note that if you play it, like immediately everybody who hears it will just like shit themselves. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Mythbusters actually yeah. hilariously. They, no, they, they couldn't it? do it. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't do it. They didn't say. They didn't discount it. But they they were Did like. Did they do it on themselves? Yes. <laughs> Wearing diapers. It was amazing. <laughs> but uh, uh, to find the resonance frequency of the sphincter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I. Uh, that's, the, that's the episode title. <laughs> I, uh, I, but I think like w- what they do, they do find some note, and uh, it wouldn't be the brown note. I don't know, yeah, it would yeah. be the like, like the dragonborn note or yeah, something. Just... Like because it is a very familiar like when you mix these elements together, like it's a nice stew of like let me storm like Mount Doom. Oh yeah, yeah. Like always, definitely. Um, but they've done something where 
I feel that, but you, like Madeline, probably don't. And you're just sort of like, oh, this is nice and folky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I think the drums are sort of the centerpiece mm-hmm. of this album sort of like you were talking about yeah. maybe in on They're past big. albums he was restrained and like he's like i'm just gonna the drums do it were now. not the centerpiece of previous albums i think i yeah. think they're definitely a centerpiece on, on this track that we just listened to oh sure pretty much yeah. that it's the first thing that i hear and then you have to like kind of go scale back from that and like mm-hmm. hear the other lusher layers but yep. Which yeah. is, I'm excited to see them live mm-hmm. for that sense. Because, wow. so, like, the Next last week. time we saw them, oh, it was like the drummer was playing, you know, the triangle and they had three flutes. <laughs> and now it's like, <laughs> yeah, which I, is, you know, which is okay to have that. But if you do yeah. that for 12 songs straight, mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Like, and yeah, that's where it's like good to hear the them kind of will, going back to that and the having drums a mixture. Will balance, like, the yeah. flute. Yeah, have to you know mix you know, and I, even in this interview, I read a couple of interviews with them about it where they said you know as they they had a chance to kind of come back together as a band mm-hmm. and say, and it was became here's a collective effort of all of us rather than just say one person's idea right. of what we should do you know moving forward having mm-hmm. that sort of vision. It's like here's our idea and let's all equally contribute to that. And I think that kind of comes across here yeah. a little. And you can start to hear you this, can hear it. you can hear the the quality of musicians that are at play here. Yeah. Where at times even on other albums, and I think the you know on the last one if you said to someone oh they're like all like jazz students or like you know very educated on it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would have listened to the last album and been like, "Oh wow, that those that guitar player is really, really good." Yeah, you would have just been like, "Oh, he's just strumming some chords." Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, anybody can. You know, well, not that that's bad, and not that you because you, you can go way far into the prog rock end, and where you're all of a sudden you're hanging out with you know, not even prog rock, which is like Steve Vai and all that, <laughs> you know, that stuff, you know. Or you just wanking all the time. Mm-hmm. But no, they that, like true. for me, it's like nice finding that balance of people that now. Like I'm interested to listen to the very mm-hmm. complex dynamics yeah. of what they're doing because it's like I can't do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, and, and I can't. I don't know a lot of other bands that could do that, you mm-hmm. know. And so, let's um, let's check out another song. Uh, let's check out uh, this song. And this, I think this is my favorite on the album right now. Uh, that opinion will probably change. This is uh, Aurora Gone. Bye. 
Yeah, I mean that song is yeah, actually like, gorgeous. It yeah, is, it is. Um, uh, and I think uh, one thing to point out that we, we keep saying over and over about this album specifically is that it sounds they, they sound like a band like sort of not, rediscovering themselves is such a gross cliche. Yeah, but they really do. I mean, they sound yeah. like they're like happier to be playing yeah. stuff, um, and they don't have uh, the weight of living up to somebody Van else's Panther yeah. or or. Yeah, somebody else's vision. And yeah, stuff. Um, I think, um, like you were saying, like it's sort of like it gets me excited for what they're gonna do. Oh, exactly. You know, if the, they could throw this together in six months, yeah, <laughs> and they're they seem from what I've read that they're really like the wheels are just turning now. It's like okay, let's get this thing moving. Yeah. You know. Because I think they sat for three, two or three years just like trying to do something that just never happened. And it's like, I couldn't imagine being in a band and being like, we're just sitting here trying to, nothing's happening, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, go, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah, because it's it's very much, um, and, and like we said, it's not a perfect album. I think. No, and I, it's, I think even the song after that is just sort of like, yeah, it's got uh, some, it's just kind of yeah. some, okay. You but, uh, you know, and some people have talked about it as well. 
you know, there have been other bands in history where they've lost their front man and then they've they've kept the name still though. Mm-hmm. You know, Pink Floyd probably being one of the classic yeah. examples of that, you know. And well, they kind of reinvent themselves, now, you know. If, if we're gonna go down that path, like though who who has lost their front man and then been better? I mean I so yeah, I, I spent all Friday <laughs> listening to Delicate Sound of Thunder. So I mean, I, yeah. I do like the latter day Pink Floyd, but I no no a legion of fans would sure tell you to go fuck yourself. Oh like, sure sure no know, no no. Um, I'm not saying that it's better. I'm just saying it was interesting ah, as well to okay. take note of. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't saying better. Yeah. No no. I'm just saying it's interesting the, the, the turn that they took as mm-hmm. a byproduct of that into some other space. You know, was a byproduct of that person. You know, leaving probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they would have done the stuff after that. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. No one, no one knows. But it was just uh, interesting to see that. Yeah. Well, and then you have bands like I think a couple of years ago, Queen was considering bringing in some guy from American Idol to take Freddie Mercury's place. Oh, okay, and it's yeah. Like, <laughs> no, they did. Oh, they did. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. I don't know, but so that's that's one thing that I admire is that even though. Their frontman, their frontman, basically left. They still were like, okay, we're still going to be Midlake, yeah. and it still has a lot of components from, mm-hmm. you know, Trials of Van Panther. So yeah. it's, but it's going, it's going in a different direction, but it's not like a huge like huge turnabout. Shift. And yeah, I'm excited no. too to see no, where I'm it goes. Even though this is, I mean, I listened to Trials of Van Panther mm-hmm. a long time ago, um, but you know, this is sort of. The revival of Midlake. Oh, sure. Like. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. One thing I actually uh, like about this, um, sort of back to the, the doing what you do well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, as we get near the end of the year, I've made no secret that like this year, I feel this year sucked for music. I think people are, are like abandoning what they do well to like try shit and failing. Which there is some excitement in that, but like the what you put in your ears from that is mm-hmm. it's the results are just shit. Um, it is nice to see them at least recognizing this is what they do well. Mm-hmm. They can sound like anything. I mean, if you listen, yeah. to, if you listen to early Midlake, they don't sound like this, um, and it's all. It's, honestly, they sound like early Fish. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> not to bring that back around, yeah. but. Uh, there's a very uh, as much as you can hear the relief you can hear a concerted effort to be like we know our sweet spot yeah oh definitely and we need to get back to that and we need to like they they need to continue as a band to get people to pay attention to yeah, it yeah because if no if people don't then but do you think this is the sound that they want to be making and playing I think so I I, I think because again with Trials of Van Panther, it's just like there is a magic to that album that uh that they made that. Mm-hmm. I can't put my finger on it, but they damn well can because they made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're the only ones who can and they shouldn't remake that album, but they did so much stuff right for that. Um that to abandon that like they did, uh it, it's just foolish and it's it's sort of unfair to like themselves. I mean, y- you explore it, you, you, when you find these things, like as an artist, you can you should explore it to its logical conclusion. Yeah. And some people keep going, and, it, and it's a very fine line between just regurgitating the same shit mm-hmm. or actually like knowing what you're good at and then exploring that to its fullest. Yeah. Well, it seems like they were really restrained by Tim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, that's the narrative. I don't, I don't know. If we interview him, we'll ask yeah. him. Yeah, well, yeah. Then they'll probably punch us. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Or maybe they do. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, and, and, you know, and that's an easy out to yeah. be like, oh, it's all this guy's fault. Yeah. Because it certainly is. A, it, 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 no, the development of their sound mm-hmm. was overall was a definitely he was a mm-hmm. large part of that, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. You know, up to even getting to where they were. They would not have gotten to this point, you know, without mm-hmm. you know, yep. him helping helping that. So, But, but now they've found it. Now they found yeah. it again. And, <laughs> and it's like, I, I, again, I laughed when I was like, they're... <laughs> They're doing a first listen on the NPR, but like yeah. they, they didn't just find it. Like I think they 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 know and they, they're yeah. confident. They're like we're we're going to do this, yeah. and and we know how to do it. Yeah, and there's a sen- more more of a sense of confidence on this one because they re- yeah. they really could have owned the world after Anarchy Panther. Yeah, if that album had just been good, yeah. It would have been Van Occupanther was the OK computer, and mm-hmm. then everything else would have been like Kid A and Radio. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is they just needed that solid two up front there. Yeah, and yeah. And, and and they just didn't do it. Yeah, but yeah. now maybe get it. Well, they're coming to town. Yeah, next Saturday. Next Saturday at the or it'll Rock. be it'll be this Saturday at the Rock and Roll Hotel. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're going to be out of town. Yeah. I'm hopefully you're, you're going to be out of town too. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, but uh, might. Try to slip yeah. down there because I really want to see. I yeah, I, I want really to see this see, live. I want to see, see this live. kind of reform band play mm-hmm. this music, you know, yeah, and see what it sounds like because they are phenomenal musicians, you know. And so to see them pull it off. Also, mm-hmm. I, I'm out of weed, so all yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. no, as we were saying, this is yeah, this is stoner rock for in the year, you know. I yeah. mean, this sounds very much like the Amazing to me now. It gets a little yeah, more close to that. Yeah. Like if you well, go back and listen in Gentle Stream by the Amazing. Especially the drums, yeah, no, like that's w- like in the sound but and the tone they took. Yeah, yeah. And similarly. Like, oh, yeah. sorry, just like gentle. Um, the amazing has like flute and stuff, oh, but sure, it's balanced sure. by the drums and exactly. So that mid like would definitely be in line with and, that. And now, similarly, yeah. like the the guy from the amazing is a, is a hardcore jazz drummer. Yeah. Oh, like, that's true. These, yeah. these are all jazz guys yeah. who are like making rock, and it's uh, it's interesting. Now, before we like give the vote, I mean, I do have to just address like if anybody knows us and is listening to us, yeah. this is squarely in our wheelhouse. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, it should be no surprise yeah, yeah, yeah. that at least yeah. Andre and I are just yeah. like fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that having been said, uh, I I'll actually like start off with like I say buy it. I say buy the shit out of it because yeah. uh, it it gets better with every listen. Yeah. So far. Yeah. So. I, w- I, w- Andre? I wouldn't disagree. Right. I would say buy it. I've been listening to this like crazy, so it's great. No. Stream it. Oh, I see. I would have to listen to it more before I would yeah. commit to buying it, right. and yeah. I'd probably be more inclined to go and buy Trials of an Panther first. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, before you should, sure, sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone should do that. <laughs> um, all right, so that is uh, our podcast. Uh, cool Mid Lake, I think, is generally positive, less haterade. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, any suggestions, anybody? Don't even know what's coming out. Nope. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll just sit down here and talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you guys for coming out. Maybe we'll do a, five, the, <laughs> a review of the five-disc Robin oh, Thick. Oh, God. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, you heard it. <laughs> Next week, Robin Thick career retrospective. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>